podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red on a Thursday just before Liverpool take on Real Madrid in the Champions League final in Paris this Saturday night. I'm nervous. I can't even deny it. I am nervous ahead of this game because it is the biggest game in football. And regardless of what anyone else tells you, the Champions League is bigger than the Premier League. Winning the Champions League is more impressive than winning the Premier League. Winning the Champions League makes you the top team in Europe. I know that in the past, certain teams have won it and had no real claim to be the best team in Europe. Chelsea last season, as an example, nobody could make any real argument that they were the best team in Europe. But the season before, it was Bayern Munich. And there was no real argument against them being the best team in Europe, other than us. We were the other one who had that claim. The season before that, we won the Champions League. We finished a point behind City in the Premier League, we were the best team in Europe. The three seasons before that, Real Madrid won it. And Real Madrid were the best team in Europe. Go back the season before that, it was Barcelona. They were the best team. The season before that, it was Real Madrid. They were the best team. Bayern the season before that, again, the best team. It's very rare that the team that wins the Champions League are not the best team in Europe. And realistically, in the Champions League era, there's maybe four teams that weren't the best team in Europe when they won the European Cup. Chelsea twice. Us in 05. Porto in 04. You could probably make the argument against Milan in 07, but it was still a very good Milan team. But aside from that, the times Real won at the time, Bayern won at the time, United, two times United won it, when Dortmund won it, when Juve won it. It has generally been the best team in Europe wins the Champions League. And I think that will be the case on Saturday night. I think it is the two best teams. Now, City fans would argue that they're better than Real Madrid. Well, Real Madrid knocked you out. You were home and dry with five minutes to go and Real Madrid knocked you out. So, you know, it is what it is. We finished a point behind you in the league and won domestic cups. We're the best team in England. There's just no argument we made against it. We're the best team in England this season. Real are the best team in Spain. Bayern... Not quite as good this season. PSG, not particularly good this season. Nobody from Italy really worth mentioning. I think this is the two best teams in Europe. 
It's certainly two of the three best, and I think we're the best. I think if we win this game, it solidifies us as the top team in Europe. I think you can make a real argument that from the beginning of the 2018 season till now, we've been the best team. We were the best team in 18-19. We were top two in 19-20. I think with a little bit more depth, we'd probably win the Champions League that year. We get past Atletico and we go on and win it. Last year, we were decimated by injuries. You throw that season away. This season, we've been unbelievable. Um, It's going to be a tough game, though. Like, I've said it a few times. They're not nearly as good as they were in 2018. Just go up and down the pitch. They're just not nearly as good. But there's a mentality in that Real team that they just never, ever know when they're best. They never know when it's time to just give up, especially in the Champions League. But they are beatable. They are beatable. In the league, they lost four games. They lost in the Copa del Rey. And they've lost four times in the Champions League. They've lost nine times this season. We've lost three. Three games this season we've lost. Just think about how ridiculous that is. We've played 62 games. We've lost three of them. That is obscene. They lost at home to Sheriff Tiraspol. They lost away to Paris Saint-Germain. They lost at home to Chelsea. They lost away to Man City. And remember, PSG battered them in the Parc de France, battered them and should have won that game comfortably. In the end, needed a really late Mbappe goal to win it. They battered them for 60 minutes at the Bernabeu as well. Chelsea tore them apart for 75 minutes at the Bernabeu. We're 3-0 up. Chelsea, we're 3-0 up at the Bernabeu. And City should have put seven or eight past them at the Etihad. So they can be got at, they can be opened up. But you do need to respect how good they are going the other direction. They're very good going forward. Benzema might be the best player on the planet right now. 44 goals this season in 45 games. It's pretty special. Vinicius has had a great season. 21 goals in 51 games. Asensio has 12 in 42, and Rodrigo has 9 in 48. Now, my expectation is that both Asensio and Rodrigo start on the bench, that Valverde starts in the front three with Benzema and Asensio. Now, he's not a goal threat. He's only scored once this season. He's not in the team to be an attacker. He's in the team to drop into midfield and give them legs because Cruz and Modric can't run anymore and Casemiro isn't the same player as he used to be. So I expect him to start on the right and his primary goal in that game will be to stop Andy Robertson. Vinicius will start on the left, Benzema through the middle, Cruz, Casemiro and Modric as the midfield. They've all been great players. Only seven goals between them this season though. There's not a lot of goals in the team 
really outside of Benzema and Valver and Vinicius in the starting eleven. There's not a lot of goals. They'll have a couple of threats off the bench. They have gotten a few from the centre backs. Militao has two. Alaba has three. Carvial has one. Ferland Mendy has two. So they've eight goals on the season from their starting defence. Compare and contrast that to us. We get a lot of goals from our defence. We get goals from everywhere. We have more threats than they do. Like they have Asensio and Rodrigo to come off the bench, but we also have great attacking options off the bench. We've got Jota off the bench. We've got Firmino off the bench. We could have Minamino off the bench. We could have Origi off the bench. With the Champions League and the expanded benches, I'd expect all four of them to be there as options. And Klopp could throw them all on if we needed. We've got Salah. We've got Mane. We've got Diaz. And then we've got the options off the bench. We're loaded in attack. We've got seven who can get you a goal just in attack. Virgil is a big threat from set pieces. Kanate is a big threat from set pieces. We don't get a ton of goals from midfield either. But Fabinho does have eight on the season. Naby has four. Henderson has three. Thiago has two. So we get more goals from midfield than they do. We get more from defence and we've got more options in attack. We're also a much better defensive team than there. Individually and collectively, we're a better defensive team. I wouldn't put too much faith into goals conceded in the league, in the league by them, they, but they conceded 31. That's a lot more than us at 26. It's five more. It's substantial over the course of a season. We're better defensively. We're better going forward. Collectively, we're better. Individually, we're better. A combined Liverpool-Real Madrid 11, though meaningless, is largely Liverpool. It's Alisson. It's close because Courtois is great, but it's Alisson. He can do everything Courtois can do, but Courtois can't do everything Alisson can do. Trent is unquestionably the right back, Robles the left back. Virgil and Ibu, Virgil and Matip, that's the centre-back pair. It's the Liverpool back four. Fabinho or Casemiro is a coin toss. Have whoever you want. Thiago is in. Thiago's better than Tony Cruz now. Ha- has been for years, to be fair. Modric is the third midfielder. But he's the first Real Madrid player who's definitely in. Salah is in. Benzema is definitely in. And then Vinicius or Luis Diaz, toss a coin. It could be 9-2 to Liverpool. It could be 8-3 to Liverpool. At worst, it's 7-4 to Liverpool in that starting eleven. And I think our depth is better than theirs as well. I really do. Like, there's no doubting they've got big-name players. Kamaving is tremendous. There's no doubting how good he is. But 
if we start Henderson, Fabinho, Thiago, then we've got Naby coming off the bench to match up with Kamavinga. If we start Henderson, Fabinho and Naby, we've got Thiago coming off the bench. Isco is one of their backup options. Eden Hazard, Gareth Bale, lads who've done nothing in years. Luka Jovic, done nothing. One goal all season. They're a really good team and they need to be respected. Carvial, Cruz, Casemiro, Modric, Benzema have all been starters for four Champions League teams, Champions League winning teams. I think Carvial only started three of the finals. I think he missed one and Nacho started, but he was part of the starting 11 for most of that year. You know, they've got lads that have won this competition a bunch. Alaba's won two of them. But most of our players have won one as well. Ali, Trent, Joel, Virgil, Robbo, Fab, Henderson. Thiago's won two. Naby's got a winner's medal. Mo's got a winner's medal. Sadio's got a winner's medal. Bobby's got a winner's medal. Like, our lads have won this competition as well. They know what it takes but our lads also know what it feels like to lose one of these finals. Not all of them. But Trent, Virgil, Robbo, Henderson, Milner, the original front three, they all know what it's like to lose one of these finals. And I guarantee you they don't ever want to feel that again. None of these rail players know what it's like to lose the Champions League final. Oh, Alaba does. Alaba played against Chelsea that year, didn't he? So Alaba does. But the ones that have been at Real long term, they don't. They haven't lost a European Cup final since 1981 when we beat them. That's the only Champions League final they've lost since 1964. They are the undisputed kings of Europe. They've won 13 of these things. You can't find two clubs who combined have more titles than them in the Champions League. If you add us to AC Milan, you get the same number as them. If you add us to Bayern, you're one short of them. Their dominance has been obnoxious. Now, obviously, they're helped by the fact that they won five in a row right back at the start. But even taking those out from 66 onwards, when they won what was their sixth one, they still have won eight. You know, they've still won seven since 1998. Seven. In that time, United have won two. We've won two. Milan have won two. Barcelona have won four. Four. Real have won seven. The next closest is four in a 24-year span. But it is time to break the monopoly. 
it is time to make them understand what it's like to lose one of these finals. They've ridden their luck to get here. They've needed two legs against PSG, against City. They've been shown as vulnerable against Chelsea, against PSG, against City. And I happen to believe we're better than all three of them. We've been in two finals already this season. And we've shown our mettle. And we've shown that if it goes to penalties, all of our lads can be trusted. All of them have the right mindset. All of them know what they're doing. I don't know that it'd be the case for Real. Like, I don't think I'd trust Danny Carvial or Eder Militao. Or Casemiro. Or Vinicius. Or Rodrigo. I don't know that I trust these lads to take a penalty in the biggest game in club football. I just don't think I would. But I know I trust all of ours. Like, think about the pressure that our lads have already been under this season in cup finals. Now, think about that. FA Cup final, Milner scores, Thiago scores, Bobby scores, Trent scores. Mane missed because Klopp told him to change where he was going to put it. But Jota scores, Costa scores. In the League Cup final, Milner, Fab, Verge, Trent, Moe, Diogo, Divock, Robbo, Harvey, Ibu and Kelleher. All of our lads. And you would trust Allison to step up and score. You wouldn't trust Courtois. I'm nervous, but I'm I'm confident we can win this game and complete the cup treble and stake our flag in the ground as the best team in Europe this season. For what I think is absolutely the second time in four years, and you can argue the third time in four years. That 1920 team that ran away with the league, they were they were really, really special. Just lacking a little bit of depth. Let's jump around the main sites very quickly and we'll get done out of here for today. Uh, on Anfield, oh, sorry, this is Anfield. There is a Harvey Elliott interview, uh, including a little bit about Fabio Carvalho. So do give that a, a read. There is a piece about Bobby and his contract situation. He says he wants to stay. How ex-Man City midfielder scuppered Liverpool's bargain deal for Rodrigo. Rodrigo was someone we were very, very keen on, but apparently Alano... Alano stopped us getting him. We were going to get him for three million. Three million. Real paid about 25 the following year. That is disgusting. He would have developed a lot better with us than he has with them. Unquestionably.
some bits from Virgil, some bits from Henderson. Plenty of stuff there on This Is Anfield to check out. On Liverpool.com, uh, Jurgen Klopp disagrees with Mohamed Salah about Real Madrid as Liverpool seek crucial extra edge. Liverpool must use Man City model to beat Real Madrid as two unusual playmakers can shine again. Liverpool have major transfer war chest of their own as 150 million Spurs move matched by FSG reality. Uh, Liverpool have a long list of too many alternatives after Real Madrid win transfer race. I don't know that they have. Uh, everybody lost their minds on Monday when RMC said he told his teammates he was going to Real. The same outlet is reporting today that Liverpool are still talking to him. So uh, I, I, I am convinced that came from Real. I'm convinced that leak came from Real. The long list of alternatives. I mean, we did the Transfer Committee podcast last night. And there just isn't a long list of alternatives. There's nobody like him. He is one of one. There are players who can do a job. There's some very good players out there who could do a job. But like Ibrahim Sanger is the player being mentioned. Very good player. Strong defensive midfielder. Limited on the ball. Doesn't have Chumeni's ability on the ball. I think if you sign him, he'd be one of two. Martin Zubimendi of Real Sociedad. Good player. I, I don't know what his ceiling is. I don't think it's all that high. Mohamed Kamara, he's a good player. He's someone we, I mentioned last night on the Transfer Committee pod. As a six, he'd be a good fit. But again, he's one of two that you'd want to bring in. Kone of Borussia Mönchengladbach, not to spoil the pod, but he's the one we went to. He's one of the two we wanted to bring in if we can't get too many. And he's very, very promising. Very similar to Yves Basuma. He'd be one I'd like to bring in, but I'd like to bring him in as a, as a box-to-box eight and say, have him, him and Nabi <clears throat> as the right-sided eights, Thiago and someone else as the left-sided eights, and then Fabinho and Henderson as the sixes with Curtis or Milner. If Milner stays, Curtis should go on loan. I think Milner should go and Curtis should be the seventh midfielder. Then Harvey as the eight. Those are the options. Uh, Kone can also fill in as your third holding midfielder if Henderson's out and Fabinho needs a rest or whatever. I think we need to buy two if we don't get too many. Very, very good player is Kone. Very, very good. Someone I think people would really, really like. Still has work to do. Still development work to be made, but he's 21. Massive potential. Uh, three players can benefit from Liverpool's transfer attack plan as FSG give Jurgen Klopp a chance. Kate Gordon is one. Bobby Clark is another. And he's obviously very, very highly rated and has 
impressed in the underage teams this year. And Fraundorf, who really does look a player. Uh, he's one I've enjoyed watching this season. It's also the Polish winger. Is it Musilewski? He looks a real player now. There's been some rumours he might leave this summer. Hopefully they're not true. Uh, Liverpool must change summer plans to capitalise on... Sorry, FSG must change summer plans to capitalise on Liverpool's chance as 58 million transfer condition met. There's a picture of Bakayo Saka. FSG will not be looking to make major investments in Liverpool this summer. What? They, they're not looking? Well, why are we in for too many then? Now, the piece basically says we should try and sign Saka. Uh, I'm not sure where the 58 million comes from. I would absolutely be in favour of signing Bakayo Saka. He is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Could play as an eight, could play either either wide position, play left back, obviously. I would absolutely have Bakayo Saka at Liverpool, but, I mean, it wouldn't be a change of anything, really. It's just nonsense. Lastly then, AnfieldIndex.com. We have a new piece up there from the news team, a preview and prediction of the Champions League final, and loads of podcasts, absolutely bucket loads of them. There's a new Under Pressure, there's a new Scouted, there is a new Anfield Index podcast with Trev, Cam, and Lisa Marie, joined by Mr. Brundish this week. There is the new Transfer Committee pod, which we did last night. It is myself. Dan and Mo joining Gags Tandon. And um, it's about an hour 45, maybe a little bit longer than that, but it's good. It is good. Do check that one out. And today, myself and Gags recorded an old school in which I shouted at him for about 15 minutes, uh, just because I, <laughs> just because I fancied it. There's no other reason. Uh, somebody suggested that FSG have been penny, penny pinchers Gags decided to say they hadn't, and I decided to say they had. So I had a good shout at Gags for about 10 minutes, and uh, yeah, that's fun. It's there. It'll be up today. You can make sure you listen to that. Uh, myself and Young Downey will be recording today. That will be a pro plus. Not really sure what we're going to talk about. Just two lads from Navin having a chat about the Reds, basically. So that should be fun. That should be out tonight or tomorrow. Uh, Guy is informing me that the old school has just been released, so do check that one out. And uh, that's it. That's me for today, folks. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.